Thank you, ushers. I appreciate y'all. All right. Hallelujah. Anyway, look, we, last week we talked about the same thing we're talking about this week, um, but this week uh, we're on part two, but I still want to go through uh, the, the, the kind of just breeze through what we already talked about. If you haven't uh, listened to the first part, I promise you, you need to listen to it um, so you can get all of this because we're talking about prosperity, but we're talking about prosperity, prospering for the right reasons. Amen. Because God wants you to be prosperous. He wishes above all, above all things that we be prosperous and in good health, even as our soul prospers. Amen. So we're talking about, I trust God, not mammon. I trust God, um, not mammon. Um, again, God wants to prosper for the right reasons. Well, we see, 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 when we don't have a lot of money, we learn that we need to draw closer to God to see what we need to do with it. And we also learned if we have a lot of money, we need to draw closer to God to see what he wants us to do with it. No matter how much or how little we have, we need to make sure that we ask God what to do. The definition of prosperity is you have no financial debt. You have more than enough resources to fulfill every divine assignment God has for you and enough left over to help others fulfill theirs, right? We also learned that God blesses us in proportion of what we need. If we're in a rural area, we don't need as much as we, uh, if we're, if we're um, um, ministering to those in Hollywood with the elite. But we need what we need. We learned that Joseph didn't need money. He needed favor with Pharaoh, favor with the cupbearer, favor with the prison guard so that he could be elevated in a place where he could eventually get out. So God gives you what it is you need according to the vision that he's given to you, right? If it's God's vision, He'll give you the provisions. If it's his will, it's his bill. Come on, somebody. Four, we, we learned that we if, if God can get money through us, he'll get money to us, which means you can't be stingy, right? He said if you can get money through you, he'll get money to you. And we learned if you turn a water hose on, the inside of the water hose get wet just like the grass. So when the money goes through you, you're going to prosper just like the people that you're going to help uplift because God wants to give you money if he can trust you to do with it what he commands you to do with it. Five, we learned that the devil wants you to be poor, right? We learned that he wants you to be poor because God wishes above all things that we be prosperous and in good health. And the devil knows that he can make you poor. He can mess up your witness because you can't got enough gas to go witness to somebody. You can't do anything. And if he can make you sick enough, you don't have enough health to be able to go out and minister to anyone because you need to take care of yourself first. We also learned that, that we were cursed uh, to, to, that, that the ground would produce thorns and thistles because Adam and Eve sinned and they ate of the fruit they weren't supposed to eat of. And we learned that the thorns and thistles were a curse and we learned that Jesus took the crown of thorns on his head which was thorns and thistles and when the blood flowed, come on somebody, he broke the curse of, 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 of poverty. He broke the curse of us needing to work by the sweat of our brow. That's why Hebrews chapter 4 says, there still remains a rest for the people of God, which means when you're in your purpose, it won't even feel like work because when you're in your purpose, you do it with a holy ease. Even though it may be hot in church, you still do it with a holy ease because God has blessed you to handle that without having to toil in it. Oh, come on, somebody. Jesus did it just for you. 
We learned on the cross, and we already said that, we learned some errors that come with prosperity. Some people think poverty is a spiritual value. You're supposed to be broke. Well, if you're supposed to be broke, why does he tell us to give to the poor? If we give it to the poor and they're supposed to be broke, that means we're helping them go to hell, right? Huh? If you're supposed to be broke, stay broke. And if we're supposed to be broke, why in the world wouldn't the devil just pour wealth on us so we could go to hell? Makes no sense, right? Right? None. And then if God really wants us to be broke, then why did it say that he's the one that caused Isaac to be blessed? He's the one that made him wealthy. He's the one that blessed him. He's the author and finish of our faith. He said he would give us a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over. But some people think it's a virtue to be broke. They don't read. I'm going somewhere else. Nine, it also says, and it says a spiritual error, that, 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 that money is, is the measure of who you are. No, money does not make you better than somebody else. Money is not you. You are not the net worth of your money. You are worth everything, whether you're broke or whether you're middle class or whether you're rich, whether you're wealthy. God loves you the same. It doesn't matter. Money doesn't make you better than anybody else, nor does the lack of money make you worse. All right? We learn how much money is too much money. Any amount that makes you not trust God. If $100 make you depend on money more than God, you only need $99.99. All right? Because whatever number you get to, some people can get $20 million and still totally depend on God. If you depend on God more than money, then you're ready to be blessed. But whatever amount makes you think you don't need God. Proverbs says, hey, God, don't make me so poor that I despise you. Don't make me so rich that I act like I don't need you. Well, I made up my own proverb in my mind. Lord, make me as rich as you want to be. Just keep me humble. Keep me depending on you. I get what the writer is saying, but I don't want to receive it that way. I want you to trust me and continue to bless me so I can be good in every good work you want me to do so I won't have to be out here worrying about capital campaign, worrying about how in the world we're going to do this thing with the commercial kitchen and the banquet hall. Lord, I need an overflow that handles everything you want me to do. That's my prayer. I'm just keeping it 100. Look at here. Money in the natural realm is what the anointing is in the spiritual realm. It makes things happen. Money is just a tool and God wants to get the money to you because you need money to make things happen. You need money for the air. You need money for the heat. You need money to keep the kids at the school. You need money to have clothes to give to the homeless. You need money to feed them. You need money. You need it in order for things to happen. We can't just do ministry and not pay the bill. We can't just do ministry and not buy the clothes. We ain't robbing hood. We ain't robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. We ain't trying to go to jail. God needs to increase our wealth so that we can continue to help people. But sometimes it may not be money. It may be favor. 
Again, it doesn't matter if we have, when we have a disaster, yes, we got to send things out right away, but the government has recognized what we do, and if we have something we need to ship, and we got, we can send it 45 days or later, they will give us a cargo plane for free. That's how much favor New Beach Grove has, because it has been shown that we are stewards of what we are given. When somebody's in trouble, we help. It's cheaper for the government to give us a plane, let us get the money, let us get the supplies, and send it at least to some place that they may not be able to, they can go to, but it's cheaper for them to do it that way. So at the end of the day, we have favor. We don't need the money for the plane, because the plane was given to us whenever we need it. That's what happens when you begin to do what God tells you to do. And you got to understand it ain't always money that you need. Sometimes you just need favor. Sometimes you just need God to open the door for you that you can't open. And when God can trust you with money, he can trust you with favor. Ain't it funny how testimony sounds like a test of money? When you really pass the test of money because your treasure is where your heart is, God will begin to bless you when you learn that your money don't mean nothing to him. He just want to see if you love him more. Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody that needs some favor. I'm trying to talk to somebody that's so worried about money. Stop worrying about money because God is the author and finisher of your faith. He owns the earth and the fullness thereof. He owns the silver and the gold. And if he needs to get some money to you, he shall. It's too hot with this sweater to be all they hollering. Sit down. He says, tell the rich, slide 14, tell the rich, don't be all, don't get arrogant because you have money because your money don't make you any better than anybody else. But use your money to help somebody. Use your money to uplift somebody. Don't use your money to beat down on somebody and show them that you're more important than them because first of all, it ain't true. I don't care if you got a million dollars or one dollar or negative five hundred dollars. God loves you the same. Ooh, Jesus, it's hard in him. Second Corinthians 9 says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. When you learn and you understand how much God loves you and everybody else, he will always make sure you got enough to help somebody. Remember I said the way that you understand that you are mature enough to be blessed is when you start feeling thoughts like, man, I wish I could help her. Oh my God, I heard her testimony and if I could have the 500 I would give it to her. If I had $2,000, I'd give it to him. When you start thinking like that, then God can trust you to give you money because then you will be sufficient at every good, any, every good work that you think about because he understands you have a heart to help somebody and you will help them and not just hoard your money. I told y'all this morning, I was so irritated 
with this little short dude talking about his extended, I said Bentley, but his extended wheelbase uh, uh, Rolls Royce. Not that I'm jealous because I can't get one. I could get one, but I would be living from check to check. But all I'm saying is I need you to start bragging about what you're doing for my community. I need you to boast about how you helping somebody. I don't need you telling me every daggone week I see you on Instagram because some reason you coming into my feed even though I don't follow you. I don't want to hear that all the time. I'm blessed. I'm paid. I ain't broke, but I don't go around here saying it all the time. When you boast, you're supposed to boast in the Lord. Boast about how you can take care of somebody's children that don't have a father. Boast about how you take care and drive kids to school that don't have a way to get there. Boast about how God has given you some money and you want to bless somebody with a house. Boast about that. Boast about how God has given because prosperity is not measured by what you have. It's measured about what you give away. Whatever you get. Oh, come on, somebody. The definition of prosperity. See, the reason why people think prosperity is selfish is because they themselves are selfish and they don't understand that God gives you the money so you can bless somebody else. Not just so you can bless yourself. When you really understand why God gives you money, you will stop getting mad when somebody else got some. I ain't mad when somebody got it. I'm mad when they misuse it and don't do with it what they could do with it to make the world a better place. I'm done with that. I told you I got to tap myself now because the glasses. I can't use the glasses at 11 o'clock. Lord, I believe that my sight won't get any worse because I ain't got time to sweat and not see. So you need to keep my eyes just like this or make them better. I'm believing it, Lord. First of all, I came late to say 12 years ago, it shouldn't have ran out no how. It cost you much. <laughs> Ooh, 16. Prosperity is having more than enough. I already talked about that. Let's go to slide 17. Revelation 19.10. It says, as this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. So what am I saying? I'm saying this because testimonies are prophecies that you can get what somebody else has. And that's why you shouldn't hate on people when they give you a testimony. Because some people may do it just to brag, but some people just want to boast because it will show you what the God has done for them. My workout uh, part partner, uh, Pastor Freddie from Freedom Life Church, he began to testify to me the other day in the weight room and tell me how God has blessed them with another campus in Norfolk and how his church in San Antonio is prospering and how his church at the, at, we're, we're in Hampton. They're about to, re, I'm on all this business. But, but, but he talked about it. 
And he talked about how they're pretty much about to be gifted a building. God is moving. And he says, you know what? Thank you because you a safe place. Because some people get mad when I testify and they get jealous. But I can trust you because I know you're not going to get mad. First of all, because you blessed. Your church is blessed. Your personal life is blessed. Your real estate company is blessed. So you don't hate on anybody else. And I said, you know what? It's the funny thing about it. I talked about this last week. I talked about this on Sunday. And I said, you shouldn't hate when somebody tell you a testimony because when you testify about the goodness of God, it's just somebody prophesying that it can happen to you. Why? Because God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And if it happened to you last week, it can happen to me today. I ain't going to hate on you, Miss Mary, if you tell me about how God been good to you. I'm going to shout with you and rejoice because if you getting blessed, God will bless me too. I ain't going to get mad if Brother Brooks get a new job and get elevated. I'm going to celebrate with him because I know elevation is around the corner. That's why you got to find some people that love you and going somewhere so you can share your testimony and brag on God because God say he want all the glory but if you ain't got nobody to call because they tell us you really can't do what God tells you to do Paul didn't say don't boast he said if you boast boast in the Lord talk about how God been good to you tell them about all the things he done let them know if it was not for God on your side you don't know where you be Somebody, I'm, I'm here to tell y'all something. See, one of the problems of prosperity is uh, some people think it's selfish. It, it, it ain't selfish. My, my ADHD kicking in. I got to walk. That Daniel spirit got me. <laughs> See, <laughs> one, of the, one, 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 one of the people, they, they think it's selfish. It's not selfish. Prosperity is not selfish because it's not about you. When you understand it's not about you, you will understand that prosperity is not selfish. Real prosperity is defined by how much we give away and not about how much we keep for ourselves. Prosperity is about blessing, not possessing. Prosperity is when God gives you so much that you got to give some of it away. I don't know about you, but I'm here to prophesy and tell you that God is about to open up the windows of heaven and give you a blessing. You won't have room to receive because God has a mighty work to do in this church, and he can't do it unless you bless. If the church got to be blessed corporately in order to go somewhere, you got to be blessed individually. I'm here to tell you right now, everybody that gives to this ministry, God is about to open up the windows of heaven and give you something because because God has work for us to do. We got to take care of the homeless. We got to take care of those who need after school care. We got to take care of the widows. We got to take care of those that don't have clothes. We ain't got time for you to be broke. God is about to bless you. You better start giving so God can bless you. You better start doing what God tells you to do. Because when you're in covenant relationship, God can't elevate the church without elevating you. 
See, I, I had to talk this morning. <clears throat> because I need y'all to know how much God loves y'all. And some of us not blessed because our self-esteem messed up. You think you don't deserve nothing. And maybe you don't. Maybe I don't. But Psalms 23 says, he blesses me. He blesses us for his name's sake. He ain't blessing you for you know how. He blessing you for himself because when he blesses you, he look good. If you don't look good, he don't look good. Come on, somebody. You want your boo to look good. You get the crust out his eye. You make sure his pocket square matches because you want him to look good because he matched you. Now, some of y'all go too far and make him match you, which is a little bit, you know, abusive. <laughs> Oppressive. But at the end of the day, you want him to look good because that's your boo. He represents you, and you represent God. So God wants you to be blessed. He don't want you driving a car with the only thing holding your car together is some daggone Christian bumper stickers. He wants you to be blessed. He don't want you catching the bus all the time. He wants you to be able to give somebody else a ride. Now, I'm not knocking where you are. I'm just telling you where you're about to go because you wonder why the devil messing with you. It's because he know you are about to be blessed and he know you're going to do something for the kingdom. Why? Ah. Ooh. Ah. Boy, I feel good. Ooh, let me be still. I drove Angelo crazy last time. I'm going to stay right here for two seconds. See, prosperity isn't about toys and trinkets. It's about influence and impact. If you had more money, could you make more impact? Yes. Money magnify your voice. Nobody would have paid attention to Ross Perot if he didn't have money. Some of y'all ain't old enough to know that. Some of y'all need to know this. Nobody would listen to Donald Trump if he was broke. They're going to admit that he was crazy. Everybody. Money keeps him on the airways. Money keeps him relevant, not what he says. He crazy. Say what it is. I don't care. It ain't got nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. It got to do with crazy and sane. If he didn't have any money, he wouldn't have a stage. God said he made you the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. The lender and not the borrower. But if you broke, it ain't true yet. He wants you to be the CEO of the company. Why? Because he can get his principles through the company if you at the top. More readily than if you at the bottom. He can still use you to influence. But if you over at the top, 
Oh, yeah, I'm trying to talk to y'all why he, see, you don't know why he wants you to be the head because your self-esteem so messed up. He wants you to be, so even if your self-esteem still jacked up, just know that he not doing it for you. He's doing it for himself. So hopefully that make you feel better. He wants to make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the little and not the borrow because he know you love him and he needs you in a place of, of influence so he can get his word to the people. Come on, somebody. So it ain't even about you with your low self-esteem step. You better understand that you fearfully and wonderfully made and God made you in his image that he loves you and you beautiful no matter if you black or white, tall or short, skinny or fat, look good or you ugly. Who cares? God said you fearfully and wonderfully made and you look good to somebody, baby. See, that's the whole problem. Some of us, our self-esteem make us think that we don't deserve it. And we don't deserve it, but God does. He blesses you for himself. But this is the thing. The Bible says treat your neighbor as you want to treat yourself. That's why you can't hang around folk that don't love themselves. If you don't love you, you will never love me. Mm-hmm. Now I help somebody that 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 uh that that they need some help, but if I see that they don't love themselves, I ain't finna be cool with them. Cause if they don't love me, you themselves, they'll kill me. People wonder why so much murder happened is because people don't value their own life. And if they don't value their life, they're not going to value yours. Stop hanging around people that don't love themselves. Yes, love God, but when you love God, God will show you who Christ is. Then he'll show you who you are in Christ. Then he'll show you what you were made to be. If you stop, oh, I wish... Oh my God, I'm trying. More money equals more impact. That's why he wants you to be blessed. He don't want you to be broke. He don't want stamps to always have to go pick you up. He wants you to have a car. He wants you to be blessed. Not saying that, that, that it's a bad thing, but I'm telling you where you going. That's where you're going. You're going to prosperity. You ain't going to always need to catch the bus. Ooh. 22. It's actually selfish of you to not desire prosperity. See, you know why? Because when you say, all I want is just enough to take care of my family. That's what I want because y'all just want too much. That's selfish. Because God said, I bless those who bless you. I curse those who curse you. And through this covenant, everybody going to be blessed. Which means everybody is going to be blessed through you. But if you still broke, he can't do the covenant through you like he wants to. That's why he needs you to be prosperous. Because he wants you to have an overflow. He wants you to have an overflow. It's funny how they tripping about forgiving student loans, but they gave billions to the airplanes, the, the airlines, the restaurants that already had millions. They gave them, them millions to bail them out. 
But when they come to the regular person, they don't want to do nothing. They call it a political ploy. But, but at the end of the day, God is about to release some debt relief over this nation. Republicans and racist folk will not hold your blessings back. Apply for your relief. I promise you it shall come. Anybody in this church right now that got a student loan, I decree and declare that it shall be canceled like they said. I already told the congressman Scott. I already wrote him a letter. He already working on it because I'm going to use my favor to make sure we take care of it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm tired of them taking care of billionaires and millionaires. It's time for y'all to become the millionaires and billionaires. I'm telling you right now, there's some debt relief that's about to come in your life because the anointed of wealth is thick in here and I speak it right now in the name of Jesus. No more debt in the name of Jesus. No more lack in the name of Jesus. No more deficiency in the name of Jesus. No more living check to check in the name of Jesus. Down and overflow that's about to hit this house. Oh, I feel it. It feel better down here. That's the easy bait oven for real. Lord, I ain't gonna do it every week. Just about two more weeks. See, what if being blessed is not an option? Huh? God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have more than enough because he needs you to bless other people. Look at this. That's slide number 24. Look, may God, this is Psalm 67, 1 and 2, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all the nations. Basically, we got to let God know. You need to bless me so I can make sure the world know who you are. I need the world to know you an abundant God. And if you give me this wealth, I take care of those in need. I'll do what it is you need me to do because I need to be your witness because you're an abundant God. You're not a God of lack. My daddy ain't broke. They told me to call you Abba Father. And when I call you Abba Father, that means you my daddy. Come on, somebody. And somebody better know your daddy want to take care of you. Oh, my God. Your daddy want to bless you. Your daddy is God. Call him Abba Father. He said, you better call me Daddy because I'm your father. That's why I take care of you even though you missed him. Yeah, I saw the video of your sin. I let the devil know I saw him. But the reason why I sent my son Jesus Christ is to play down the deductible of their insurance policy. And that's all that he or she got to pay. I'm a oh, y'all don't hear me. He didn't just die for your salvation. He died for your prosperity, too. He said he came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. You better start standing beside what you want. I'm going to go stand beside what I want. I want, some, I want some more hell in the name of Jesus. I get the hell anointing from him. I'm going to grow. 
you want some hair, go find somebody with some hair. If you want some money, you better start hanging around people that know how to make money. Come on, somebody. Stop hanging around people that never want anything more in their life. And I'm not saying that they have to be rich. They can be broke, but you can't have a poor mentality. If you always think you're going to have lack, I can't be away around you. Now, if you broke right now and you believe that God is going to bless you and you're not going to be in the same state, we can still roll together, baby, because your mind has been liberated and you understand that God has supplied all of your needs according to his riches and glory. But the minute you say you're going to always be broke, you ain't going to never make it out. I got to put some distance between you and me because the life and death falls in the power of the tongue and whenever you speak that's what you're going to get and how can two walk together unless they agree uh, I'm serving notice I ain't talking about nobody if you sensitive so be it trustees bookkeepers people that have the money if you can't follow me spiritually I can't have you there because God is about to elevate us and if your natural mind make you think the church is always going to be in lack I can't keep you around me because how can two walk together unless they agree if you think we broke I gotta break away from you because I need somebody to be in agreement with me so we can go somewhere else. If you mad, it's you. Ah, let me find out where I'm at. You can't be a big giver if you ain't blessed. If you can't go buy some milk, you ain't ready to help nobody yet. Somebody asked me how much milk costs. I don't know. I just go get it when I need it. I don't know. Somebody said, well, that means you got too much. No, that means I ain't worried about nothing. I don't care how much it go up to. God don't supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I don't care if it go up to, I don't know what, I don't want to say the wrong number. I might say one lower. I don't care if it go up to $40. God's going to take care of us because he shall supply all of our needs. Somebody told me, our eggs cost so much. Well, don't eat no more eggs or just understand if you need the eggs, God shall supply your needs. Come on, somebody. The devil can't outprice you. Your God is an abundant God. Your daddy is rich. I ain't got time to be worried about how much gas cost. I got to go somewhere. I got to fill my car up. My God is going to take care of me. That's how you got to start thinking. My God, stop thinking these meager thoughts. God loves you and he's abundant. Well, I'm almost irritated. It's not you. It's the spirit of lack that's on you. And you let him put it on you and he ain't got no power. devil don't have no power over you. 
Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The devil can't stop you. God himself lives inside of you. God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. God is like H2O. Three manifestations, same compound. God is in you. You are little G God because God is inside of you. And anytime lack comes at you, you better speak to it and... How I'm going to be broke and God live in me? How I'm going to be in lack and God live in me? How I'm going to walk around here and let my enemies walk all over me and God is in me? How can I let you talk down to me and God is in me? How can the devil stop me and God is in me? My God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. The devil can't stop me. Ooh. I'm trying. God wants you to have blessing. Margaret Thatcher said, nobody would have known the Good Samaritan if he only had good intentions. They know him because he had the money to execute his intentions. He was able to take care of the individual that was hurt because he had the money. He put him on his donkey. He took him to the hotel and he made sure that he was taken care of. And then he said, you know what? If it's not enough, then just I'll come back by and I'll make sure that I give you some more money Come on, somebody. They ain't have cell phones back then. They couldn't text him. They couldn't track him on Facebook. He had to look like he had something for the hotel manager to trust. God want to give you so much influence that when you walk in the room, they know you got power. When you walk in the room, they know that you got authority. He wants you to be the head and not the tail. The problem is you don't know it yet. That's why we read our Bible. I know we start a little, I already started reading, well, read it again. <laughs> Look at this. I'm going to come back to this. On slide 25, affluence is for influence. When you have an abundance of wealth, people listen. The mayor don't listen to me because I'm so smart. He listened to me because I got 1,500 Negroes at my church. And a little salt sprinkle here and there. You understand what I'm saying? They don't listen to me because they like me. They listen to me because I have affluence. That's why. He prospers. He got people that follow him. See, let me tell you something about faith. See, see, I know what was going on, and every time I see one of them, they turn blood red because they know what I know, and I let them know I know with my spirit because I talk to the demon that's in them. I don't have to say nothing. I can look at them and have a conversation. Yeah, I know it was you too. You know that the little lie they told on me that I'm doing this wrong and that wrong because the channel was he already got this church. He got too much power, but they thought, see, the first of all, I ain't want to run no how. I ran because God told me to run. I did not like knocking on doors like I'm a Jehovah Witness. 
Will you vote for me? I did what God said, but they don't understand. I understood. I understand now what God wanted me to do. He didn't care about me knocking on the door. He wanted me to walk in the territory. He wanted me to take over. He told Joshua, wherever your footstep, that's your territory. He said, guard up your Lord. Moses is dead. I need you to lead these people. And wherever your foot goes, you gonna take over that territory if you step on it it's your territory tell the jail it's your territory tell the schools it's your territory tell politics even though you lost it's your territory tell the lawmakers it's your territory wherever you want Sometimes it's not about you winning, it's about you stepping. But God tell you to step because it's your territory. Hey, Jesus. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want my territory. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm taking territory from the devil. I'm going to kick in the gates of hell and I'm going to take my territory. The devil done messed up. You done stepped. Ooh. Sometimes I think God just hold you back. He told me I couldn't talk. I had to be quiet for a whole year. Oh, it burned me up because you know my mouth ain't right. I'm like a lion that's been trapped in a cage. And some of y'all, God has held you back for so long. Just so when you come outside, you like a raging lion. Let the devil come now. Let me sit down. You know, income is for impact. Because the more income you bring in, the more impact you can make. Huh? Prosperity has a purpose. Prosperity has a purpose so you can be able to do whatever God takes you to do without them. You know why? Ooh, I'll get to that later. You know why people fund us and help us do stuff? Because they know we can do it without them. But I used to ask people to help me. Can you help me do this? And they say no. And I or didn't say nothing at all. Or say yeah and don't show up. And I do it. Why you didn't call me? Negro, I call you. Don't you say out loud stuff. Because I ain't that Negro that's going to be quiet. Don't you come up in this meeting and say I ain't call you when you, you want me to show you the text message. Don't come in here lying on me out loud. You better lie to me behind closed doors because I ain't the one. See, 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 the problem with Christian folk, you think that you're supposed to be humble. You think humble means, oh, I'm so sorry. No! Humble means you submitted to God and understand that when you do what God says, then it works. When you do what you say, it don't. It ain't got nothing to be with, oh, I'm so sorry, especially when you ain't do nothing. Some of us had to apologize to folk coming up because we came up doing Plessy versus Ferguson, doing Brown versus Board of Education, doing when we had strange fruit hanging on the wall, dealing with Jim Crow, separate but equal, hand down books, and you had to laugh when it wasn't funny to survive. You, had, you ain't got to do that mess no more. 
sister, I'm about to cuss them in here. It's some I feel it because I know why God sent me from Atlanta, Georgia up here. Because this Plymouth Rock and this is where the first slaves were. And some of y'all are so oppressed and so daggone want white people to affirm you that you don't know who you are. They bred you. And they found a subservient gene. And that word MF is actually somebody actually did it with their mama because they bred them and they didn't even know it. And we sit here and we act like we're not kings and queens because of what they always want to put slavery on TV. You free now, Negro. I always want to remind you I don't care. I know I got people that work there, but I ain't going no daggone Colonial Williamsburg to see how I used to be. I blow it up. I don't want to tour there. My mama didn't want to go. Brother Steps took it for me. I ain't driving y'all over to no slave house. So they can lie to me and tell me how good slavery was. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Stop bowing down just because you think your color makes you subservient. Ooh, I'm trying. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's going to go on the air because it's real. Tired of this, man. I ain't in preaching. Your love of yourself ain't self-hate. They just don't want you to love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, I can make you do anything, even if it makes sense or not. I talked to this lawyer the other day for my brother, because my brother shot somebody, killed somebody that was trying to break in the house and that was saying they were going to kill him, my mama, and my my, my daddy. Now, I ain't saying it was right, but I would have shot him too. I ain't Jackie Chan. I ain't trying to fight you coming in my house. Keeping it real. I don't care. Talk about me. Troll me. I, I ain't going to say I'm going to shoot you too because I would if you came to my house. <laughs> and so I called the lawyer. And I was on Zoom call with one of my white friends who know the family. And I, the, the, the lawyer, I had originally talked to him, but I didn't hire him in the beginning because Sean wanted this terrible lawyer. And I can't make you take the good lawyer if you want to be with the lawyer who I know don't know, ain't know nothing. Cool. I, I can't make you do nothing. Um, but I waited. The dude told me it was $35,000. I said, cool. Didn't want it to be cool, but that what you say? That what you say? So then, I, fast forward some months later, a year later, he finally says, I need a new lawyer. I've been made of my mind. Negro, you made your mind three days ago. Is it 10 years a, a day in there? Because you definitely just made up your mind. So anyway, long story short, and I'm making it. The, the, I'm on the phone and, and with my friend, 
and the friend of the family, and he has successfully negotiated the price from $35,000 to $50,000. What in the heaven's name is your negotiating tactic? So I get on the phone, and we're talking on Zoom, and I'm driving, sorry, Chief Drew, and, and other chiefs, because I surely was riding through the tunnel on FaceTime. What? Don't make no sense. I'm not paying $50,000. You said $35,000. Well, I don't remember that. Negro, you took all the notes for the white man. Why you didn't take notes for me? Because I talked to you seven months ago. Keeping it 100, just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. And he's like, no, I don't have this. Boy, you talk, you take notes all the time, but I ain't paying no $50,000. They say, well, I can go down to 40. That's better, but that's still 5000 And then my friend said, he'll pay 20. I shut up. Because you paying 20, that means I'm only paying 20. Well, not only, but it ain't 35. Now, I'd rather be paying 17.5, 17.5, but since you talked, whatever, $15,000 then I thought, so I'm happy. So then he calls my brother, and he says, and my brother, they talk, he says, should I talk to your brother, or should I talk to so-and-so, because so-and-so is the one paying. Now, clearly, the man said he's paying half, and I'm paying the other half. So me, I, I can hold my tone all the way to Saturday, because Saturday, I got to get it out, because if I don't get it out, I'm going to bleed on you. I'm not bleeding on you. This happened the other Saturday, so I'm just giving you the testimony, because you need it. <laughs> and so I call the lawyer on Saturday, leave a message. Hey, I understand that you think so-and-so is paying the whole thing, but he's not. Now, if you pay the whole thing, by all means, you can block my number. I ain't never got to talk to you. If you're going to pay you the whole 40, don't call me, but I need you to understand that's my brother in there. That's his friend. I promise you I want him out more than he do. So all I'm saying is, if you don't talk to me, we're going to have a problem. And although I'm in Newport News, Delta will get me there. I ain't threatening you, but I am telling you, if you want the other 20000 if I call you, you better answer the phone. You see what I'm saying? But see, a lot of times we as Christians, and I realize it's not Christian, it's Black Christians, we sit there and act like it and let people look down on us and take stuff we're not supposed to take, acting like we're humble. Why? Because in slavery time, they used the Bible to fool you into thinking that you're supposed to be subservient to them. And so you ain't reread your Bible on your own and understand that it's not a Western religion. Oh, you better understand, St. Augustine was a black man and he was short and he was so black they called him the ugly uh, midget monk because they made fun of him because they were mad that he knew the Bible so much. You got to know your history. Christianity didn't start in no daggone America. Start in Africa. Start in Israel. Brown folk. But you want to sit here and let them take the Bible. Then you got somebody thought, why you a Christian? Because they manipulate you. You just like the white man trying to manipulate me now. Don't tell me what I believe, because I surely know my Bible and I know my Jesus. Oh, shh. Well, I'll tell you this. 
because I wasn't going to sit up there and let somebody demean me because I took a blessing. Now, I don't need him to pay. I wasn't going to pay 50. I said when I was on the phone, I said I'm not going to pay this. I'm not going to pay that because I wasn't assuming that he was paying. I thought he was just trying to help out and talk to you. But when he said he paying half, I ain't going to sit up here and try to prove to you that I got the money, but I'm going to take my blessing. Sometimes you got to understand that God opened the windows of heaven and part of the blessing you won't have room to receive. And sometimes God will give you favor. So I didn't need the whole 40, which should have been 35 because somebody else took care of the 20. You got to be humble enough to take the money, but also humble enough to understand you submitted to God and let me go. I don't need no handout, but I take it. I don't need nobody blessing, but I take it. Mama, don't get mad. So mama said, hey, we're going to pay the 20 back to him. Why? He said he giving it. I don't want nobody. You better cut your food and pride out. You can give me 10000 of my money back. That's what you can do. <laughs> now, if you want to just give away money, by all means, give it to me. Ain't my son, it's my brother. <laughs> Just keep it at 100. Why would you have so much pride that you let it ride? Because, see, we hold ourselves hostage in that age group. Some of us don't want to take the money, and some of us don't, don't want to accept it. Why? It's free. Why am I going to pay you back and you said you're going to give it to me? Because I'm black and I don't want to look like that. I let that man know I don't care what you think I look like. I'm giving you the other 20. Now, if he say he's going to pay the other 20, you ain't ever got to call me. <sighs> Y'all don't hear me. I'm, I'm, I know this don't sound like a sermon, but it is because some of y'all self-esteem so low, you're not receiving the blessing. Because you always want to prove something. I'm sorry. I done offended some black people and they leave it. I don't know why they leave. I don't care. I just walk out while I'm talking. Just my personality. Don't tell me where they are. I'm preaching. <laughs> See? People always say, money can't buy you happiness. Well, neither can poverty. I think I got a better chance at buying happiness than being broke. I'm not saying it brings you happiness because it magnifies who you are, but stop saying ignorant stuff. Money can't buy you happiness. Being broke can't buy me happiness either. Ooh. See? And tell them this. The reason why money don't make you happy is because you're not giving enough away. Throw that on because money will make you happy when you use it how God says. Remember the other day we had a homeless people that used to be homeless. You know what? It took money to put them in a hotel. It took money to find them an apartment. It took money to put them in a house below market value. 
It took money to give them furniture or to take donations to make sure they had this. It took money to give them some food and get on their feet until they re-got some more jobs. It took money to help them out. And now they got a house. They in a house. Come on, somebody. They came back and said, we want to serve over at Port and help the homeless because you helped us get out of what we, that's a witness, baby. If you use the money, how it's supposed to be. It'll make you happy because you will be doing God's will. And you understand that it took money to get on something. Money don't make you happy because you're stingy. I ain't saying it really make you happy, but what I'm saying is I was so happy when I looked in the crowd and saw that couple. And they said they were going to come help with poor because they came out of being homeless. They went from sleeping on the floor at the church to a hotel, to an apartment, to a house. Because the newbies grow Maxwell Realty in touch, working together to make sure we bless them and get them on my feet. Ain't that a witness? That's why God said he wants you to have money to do every good work. Game don't start at three. You got right, hold on. People that walk down, I'm sorry, it's just in my nature. Be still. Proverbs 25, 22 says, your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward your favor. It will awaken their conscience. They saw the church does do something. God does do something. Let us go to church. I told you you ain't got to come to this church, but find a church close by you if you don't want to come from all the way downtown. They go to, you know what I'm saying, what I'm saying? This is a witness when you use your resources how you should. Your money is not for you. Ooh, let me hurry up because I don't want to do this no more. 28. It says, yeah, thank you, Brother Justin. Brother, I'm sorry, Brother Justin and Sister Carmen. <laughs> I'm about to say brother, brother. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. In the King James, it says God and mammon. What is mammon? Mammon is the God of money and riches in Syria. And so some people would worship this God. If you worship the money God, that, that's, ooh, see, 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 see. Instead of the one true God, you out of order. You understand that? See, see, when you feel more important and secure because you have more money in the bank, that means you serving the God of mammon and not the only true God. Ooh, I know I'm going long, but I'm about to be done. I'm about to be done. You need this. Ooh, look at this. Before I get into it. No, I'm going to do this one first. 29. This is how Mammon twists the scripture. Look, at it says, where does my help come from? My help comes from money. Mm -mm -mm. Money is my shepherd. I shall not want. Money is an ever-present help in my time of need. Money gives me the peace that passes all understanding. My money shall supply all of my needs. 
Look at this. And, 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 and um, look at us. Matthew 6, 25. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. You that what you eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at this. Anxiety and worry are the spirit of mammon as praise and worship is to God. When you worry about money, you worshiping the devil because you get anxiety because you acting like the devil bigger than God. You acting like greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world is a lie. How can the devil be more powerful than God when God cast him out and said, I ain't even going to fight you. I'm going to use my lightweight. My humans going to step on your head. You're going to bruise their heel, but they're going to step on your head. If I'm stepping on your head and fearing you, that don't make no sense. I remember this. No, I don't want to go to that story. I'm going to leave that story alone. See, God cannot flow his overflowing blessings into you, into your fear and anxiety because that contradicts him. God had to get on me. God had to get on me. Ooh, he had to get on me because I have confidence with my money. I know God blessed me. But sometimes I worry about the church too much. And because I have anxiety worrying about where the church going, then I'm bringing the God of mammon in here. I talk about me too. It's all good. I know I was messing up because he told me. Every time, oh, let me underwrite payroll. Oh, let me do this. Oh, Miss Bell, you're going to do this. Why am I underwriting payroll when God is his church? It ain't my church. That's why so many pastors get divorced because they be thinking the church they wife. This ain't your wife. This is Jesus' wife. Your job is to feed the church. You can't dad gonna take care of the church. Sit up here underwriting payroll for what? Trail me. I'm just saying, God said, don't you do that ever again. When I say give, you give, but the church is my responsibility. And so I was worried about, oh, we got to close on the building. Oh, we got to close on the building. Oh, we got to close on the building. Because that was the money. God said, you better not trust the seller that building more than you trust me having your people to give. Yeah, you got business attributes, but right now, you getting on my nerves, son. I know you want to help me, but I don't need your help. Just telling you what he told me. God has to bless you because he needs to bless the church. And so I got to trust him that y'all going to hear what I'm saying. And when he bless you, you will bless the church. Because the church can't be blessed corporately unless you bless individually. That's it. I ain't getting fussed at no more. I don't like getting fussed at. So look, 31, don't confuse the source with your resource. Ooh. Don't confuse your source. The source, God is your source. Your resources change. In touch. The first time I did in touch, it was funded by the Newport News Police Foundation. I went to the police. Hey, y'all be shooting Negroes. I need some money to combat this. Wasn't a week later for the rights, but they cool with me. 
great police department. They gave me money to pretty much help them, yet talk about them at the same time. Because God will give you money however he want to. So, but the resource the next year, a few years later, it wasn't it the police department. After a while, then uh, Ferguson started giving. And after Ferguson, then Centera gave. Now, the, Sintero, the Department of Justice changed. And every year they say, who you going to get the money from? I don't know. It's going to happen. Why? Because if it's his vision, he got to give me the provision. I ain't got time to worry about in-touch basketball when I got a church to be dealing with. And now God telling me don't even worry about y'all. Because God is the author and finisher. He who began a good work in you shall finish it. Trust the source, not the resource. Because the resource will change. Ask Elijah. Elijah was, had the call of famine. Prophesied famine where he was living, right? He, the famine was coming. And then when the famine came and no water was coming, where he tell him to hide? Hide at the brook of Sharon. Sharon. Why, why, why in the world would you hide by water? When it ain't no rain. But that's where he said hide. It makes no sense. But God said, go hide by the brook. Hold on. Ain't everybody coming there to get water? <laughs> then he said he had the ravens feed Elijah. Ravens, you know how greedy. See, ravens, see, ravens are greedy birds. They don't help nobody. They selfish. They'll eat their own young if they hungry enough. Huh? That's how ravens are. But it's funny. See, you remember when they, when Noah let the raven go? Some people always say, well, the raven didn't come back because the water was still there. That don't make no sense. If the water's still there, I ain't got nowhere to land, I'm coming back home. If the water there and I can fly, oh, Lord, ain't nowhere to be. I'm coming back. Ain't nothing out there. No, the raven's so selfish, it found, it's a house, him a house that said deuces. I see y'all when he said, us to go feed Elijah. You sent me out here to go find you something, whatever, dude. I'm chilling in the trees. Then, after that, he told, it dried up. And what happens when the brook dries up in our life. We start panicking. Oh, help me. Help me, somebody. I don't know what to do because we begin to trust the resource more than the source. And so now God says, leave the brook, leave the ravens. At least I was by a brook. He leaves the brook and he say, go to this widow house. What? Widow house. Widows not trying to be showing this. This is the Bible. Widow, one no, one no Michelle Obamas, one 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 no Joyce Myers, you know, huh? Rachel, you know, she was following Boaz people dropping her food. It, 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 I mean, Ruth, they they it wouldn't it, they wouldn't she. She was gleaning off him. She had no way to make money. But he said, go to the widow house. And now she out there looking for sticks, y'all. Looking for sticks to make a fire. You ain't got no log. That's broke. All these trees out here, you can't even find no sticks. 
She's looking for sticks to use the, the last bit of oil to make some food for her son and her to die. And he say, make me a sandwich. Man, I'm trying to eat my last meal. Can you imagine that being on the news that I got my last meal as an old lady and the preacher took the last sandwich? Hold on, you, she could have lived for 12 more hours, but the greedy priest took the food. What was he trying to do? He was trying to get the spirit of mammon out of her. She was looking at the sticks and the oil as her, as her source, but she was looking at the resource like it was her source. And so now the man of God is there to challenge her to stop looking at the sticks and the oil because the sticks and the oil is not your source. It's your resource. The source is the one that lets you find the stick. So if you give God what God asks you for, he'll multiply it because when she gave the man of God, when she did what the man of God said do and gave it to him. Come on, somebody. God gave her a good measure of blessing. Pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Why? The oil never ran out. When you give God what God asks you for, he'll give you an overflowing blessing. I'm here to testify about that. God said, give up my real estate. I left it alone for eight years. Didn't sell nothing in Georgia. Didn't start a company here. Then in 2020, God said, you can start your company. It made no sense at all. I don't understand why would I open a business in the midst of a pandemic. Everybody thought I was crazy. But when I started it, my God made me a consultant over a billion dollar company. I can't tell you who it is, but I'm sure making my money because I gave it up and I gave it to God. And when God gave me Maxwell Realty back because I let it go, he gave it to me with good measure, pressed down and shaking it out and running over. When you give God what God asks for, he's obligated to bless you. He'll bless you in the valley. He'll bless you in the field. He'll bless you in your coming. He'll bless you in your going. Hey! The Bible says in Matthew 6, 26, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can I tell somebody something? God loves you more than he loves birds. And if a bird can get fed every day and not worry about it, wake up in the morning singing for no reason, just praising God, waking you up, you should wake up and sing back to and say, my God, just supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. I'm blessed because of my God. I want to give more. That's why he gives me more. Because in order for me to give more, I got to get more. And only way I can get more is if I give more. And when I give more, he'll give me more. 
because he can trust me to be faithful in every good work. Hey! Say it with your chest. Say I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. My God, he loves me more than he loves the birds. That's why I don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow don't worry about itself. I'm about to leave. Second Corinthians 9 says, we sow to increase our righteousness. So we sow so that God can give us more. I just said that. 1 Corinthians 13, 3 says, I, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. We're not under the law anymore. If you don't tithe, you ain't cursed. But if you give, you will be more blessed. Tithing is the minimum you should do. But you're not going to be cursed. But some of y'all playing spades and y'all had a bad partner. And you be leaving books on the table. Because they be sandbagging. Because they don't really know how to count their books. Got the big joker, little joker. Deuce of diamonds if you black, you know how we do. Deuce of spades. Ace of spades. No hearts. I got four and a possible. <laughs> no horse can cut everything but don't know how to count the blessings Whew. you don't have to tithe you get the tithe you don't have to tithe you get the tithe but when you give to him you don't leave no blessings on the table ain't no sandbagging I get all my blessings let me get out of here I know you trust Jesus as your savior, but do you trust him as your provider? This is what I want you to do. I'm on the last one. I want to ask you this question. Ask the Holy Spirit to yourself, what am I worried about that, that you don't want me to be worried about? You got some, write it on that little sheet I gave you. Write it on something. Write down everything you worried about that you shouldn't worry about. We about to get rid of this. I know we did some of it in New Year's Eve, but you know some of y'all don't come out late, so you weren't here. But write down whatever you're worried about that you don't need to be worried about according to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And as you write it, I know you've got multitasking in your bones. I'm about to say this. Repeat after me, because we're going to cast all our stuff on the Lord. Say this, God, I'm done with the spirit of mammon. I'm done worrying about money. I'm done stressing out about money. Forgive me for worrying. I am asking you for grace for my finances. Not because I deserve it 
but because Jesus paid for it. I renounce the spirit of mammon. I'm done looking at money as my source. Now, we got to make this person remember Abba Father. Abba, A-B-B-A, Abba Father means daddy. And don't go out here calling some old man daddy. <laughs> daddy. No, don't do that. Don't call no young man daddy unless it's your daddy. But this is what I want you to say because God is your father. God is your daddy. God loves you. You got to make it personal and understand he'll take care of you even when you're guilty. All right? Say this to God. You are my source. And no one can take care of me better than daddy. And God, you are my daddy. All right, now whatever you wrote on that paper, tear it up. If you need another one, we'll give you one. Tear it up because we're done with that. We're going to say this and we're going to get out of here. Man, I done preached too long. Well, God wants me to prosper. I expect opportunities in favor. In every area of my life, I live in abundance. I am blessed and I am a blessing. Blessing come upon me and overtake me. I am a magnet for blessings. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow to it. Now this is when I need you to really believe. All my debt is paid in full in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Believe it and receive it. Hallelujah. I have the power to create wealth. In order to establish God's covenant on earth. I am a conduit for what God wants to do in this world. No no, sorry, nobody can take better care of me than my daddy. Who is God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.